businesses you hear on this station. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump hitting the hustings uh, for the first time since the November 3rd election. The president heading to Georgia this afternoon or this evening for uh, a speech, uh, the rally for two Republican candidates. Republican senatorial candidates locked in a runoff battle, and uh, David Perdue says he welcomes the president's visit. Perdue tells the Salem Radio Network Democrats are pulling out all stops to try and win the January 5th runoff elections. Just getting their vote out. We're doing the same thing. We've got a strong ground game, but it's up to every individual voter. Perdue says President Trump knows saving Georgia is the only way to preserve his legacy of accomplishments over the past four years. Forecasters, that's uh, Bob Agnew reporting, Forecasters say a powerful windy storm could bring 18 inches or more of snow to the northeast this weekend. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher has the president's back. The bottom line is this president was loyal and fought for the American people for four years. If you are in the mood to abandon him now, you knock yourself out. But for me, I'm going to stick with the, the American president who has accomplished so much in such a short period of time. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high 27 degrees and partly cloudy. We've partnered up with Thrive Farmers to give away their famous coffee, tea, and other great prizes, like mugs, t-shirts, hats, coffee grinders, and more. The grand prize includes a pallet of coffee and some tea, too. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click on our fan club page. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red. In the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My game, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, along with my friends of almost two decades, King Banyan, uh, who's heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. And, of course, Brad Carlson. Uh, who has been uh, holding forth uh, every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 on our sister station, AM, no, our real station, this station, the station I'm on. What on earth has come over me here? It's, it must be must be the Rona. Uh, here, well, Sunday is from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot, where the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities media for almost a full generation now, literally, literally heading towards our 17th anniversary on the air right now and not slowing down one bit. In fact, speeding up as we go here. This is just glorious stuff here, folks. Uh, at any rate, by the way, news came out this past week. Uh, I, I was drawn to a, a story here uh, this past, uh, last night, actually, in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. A motorist 
and details are sketchy. And remember, Berg's uh, 18th law is is in full effect here. A motorist in St. Louis shot and killed a 14-year-old teenager who was trying to carjack them, that person, this human. Uh, this, the Twin Cities aren't the only place that have seen a, a plague of not just general property and violent crime uh, escalating over the past, well, honestly, six or seven years now, but especially in this past six months as the uh, opportunism following the, uh, the the death of George Floyd has metastasized into a nationwide crime wave heavily, I'll say heavily, but not exclusively, but you know what I mean, uh, exclusively focused on blue cities run by progressives. I mean, that's where the pathologies are that enable this sort of thing, and that's where it's happening. I mean, prove me wrong. 651-289-4488 or hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. Or Mitchell P. Berg, two L's, one P, B-E-R-G, at Parlor on Parlor, And uh, you can you can join me there and, and prove me wrong. I mean, is the crime wave spreading out into rural Nebraska? into upstate Maine, into the Florida panhandle? No. No, it's not. But it is following, like so many pathologies, the the political fault lines in this country. Uh, news came out this uh, this past week. Uh, in this case, I'm quoting from, from Fox News, from this uh, Fox Twin Cities, I should say Fox 9 here in the Twin Cities, uh, from this past Wednesday. Uh, Violent carjackings have surged in Minneapolis in recent months, swelling to numbers that officials have deemed, and I quote, staggering, end quote. Carjackings are up. How much? 100%? No, 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 no. 200%? (laughs) Pollyanna. Carjackings are up 537% when compared with a year ago November, according to the Star Tribune. Quote, the numbers are staggering, end quote, uh, said the police uh, spokesman, John Elder. Quote, it defies all civility and any shred of common human decency, end quote. Minneapolis police have tallied more than 125 carjackings in the city over the last two months, reports uh, said. That's more than a normal year. Uh On Saturday morning, three separate carjackings, that's last Saturday, uh, three separate carjackings were reported in an hour, including one incident where an elderly woman woman was struck on the head to get her car from her. Police said suspects typically approach distracted victims on the streets, on the sidewalk, or the parking lot, according to the report. Many of the armed stick-ups have targeted senior citizens or women on the city's south side. Quote, these suspects have been known to ask for directions and rob the victims of a purse, phone, or car, said an MPD uh, crime alert issued last month in the 3rd Precinct. That's, well, you know where everyone in the world knows where the 3rd Precinct is. My old neighborhood, the south side east of 35E, or Nicollet, same thing pretty much. While authorities believe many of the carjapping, uh, carjackings involve juveniles, An increasing number of adults have all been arrested for similar crimes. In total, Minneapolis has seen at least 375 carjackings this year, which is more than triple the 2019 rate, according to the paper. While the police didn't record such crimes until September 22nd due to their what had been low frequency, 
Authorities started coding things differently after the summer months saw carjackings taking off faster than the new Harry Styles album. Now, what could be causing this in Minneapolis? Is it the death of George Floyd? Why, no, it's not because crime was trending up even before. But, of course, it's gone completely viral, as it were, uh, in the past nine months, and especially since the, the death of George Floyd. What is going on is you have a city council in Minneapolis, which is essentially nothing but a glorified student senate, playing uh, tinker toys with the government of what had been uh, a major American city. I mean, they remind me of kids who, well, they remind me of kids who get to play with a big piece of equipment. And I remember when I was when I was in fifth grade. My hometown was built around a, a switch yard, a, a big railroad maintenance yard. And one of the cool things we got to do in Cub Scouts when I was in fourth or fifth grade was go down to the, the, the railroad tracks, or to, to the roundhouse, to say, to the switch yard, to go to the roundhouse to, to see where all the trains got repaired, to take a little ride on the turntable, and for the lucky few to jump up into the cab of one of the big locomotives and get to push the throttle forward. And little 10-year-old me was just tickled pink that I got to push the throttle and move uh, 100 tons of roaring diesel-powered steel forward about 10 feet on the tracks. It was one of the highlights of my life. And I imagine that's how it's got to feel to be Lisa Bender, a former biking activist who was elected to the city council because that's what Minneapolitans do. And has gotten to spend the last number of years, however long, it feels like 20 years, but it's not, that she's been in office pushing the levers and turning the knobs and punching the buttons that make a formerly great American city do the things that cities do. Being able to give orders to send people out on the streets doing things for them, to to run a sanitation department and a police department and a fire department and a street department and to, to get to build a city in your vision or at least misgovern a city according to your vision. And one of the parts of their vision is to make law enforcement less about enforcing laws. The Minneapolis budget proposal uh, proposed by by Councilwoman Bender and the rest of the city council, supported by the vast majority of the city council, is to slash eight million dollars from the police budget in the city of Minneapolis. At a time when crime is surging. Actually surging, not the stuff that the Democrats used to talk about uh, before 2019, 2020. And by the surge, I mean, 500 people have been shot in Minneapolis this year. That's double 2019. Murders are up by 50%. So far this year, there have been nearly 5,000 violent crimes, which is the most in five years. And this occurs as the Minneapolis City Council proposes to transfer $8 million in police funding to other services and to eliminate bail for a wide variety of misdemeanors, most of them, I believe, nonviolent. But I mean, if you throw out the carpet saying we're we're not going to really punish crime, what are people going to do? They're going to flock to the behavior. (laughs) that you make permissible. 
According to the Strib, the proposal would transfer about 5% of the police budget, $8 million, 5%. You do the math. To a mental health crisis team and violence prevention uh, efforts, among other things. Which isn't by itself stupid. I, I will break with some of my conservative friends and say that idea itself, itself, as such, isn't necessarily completely stupid. Crime prevention has its effects. Uh, it can have a great effect on youth crime. But combined with this endemic hostility to law enforcement being put out there nonstop by the Minneapolis City Council for years now, especially combined with a a sense that they're welcoming the right kind of criminals. I mean, you all recall in October of last year when there was a, a Donald Trump rally in Minneapolis where Mayor Fry who, by the way, is being shunned by the far left for being too pro-law enforcement. Yeah, you heard that right. He basically sent Antifa and their hangers-on an engraved invitation to come and harass and attack Trump supporters, and they did. He basically told the police, told the public, yeah, we can't really guarantee that we're going to protect you, which is another way of saying, come on down, it's free season. Open season on Trump supporters in Minneapolis. Well, he's apparently seen that's not polling well. I mean, outside the election, obviously. Mayor Fry described the city council's proposal as irresponsible and untenable. Quote, this notion that in order to have a more comprehensive public safety strategy, you have to do away with one critical element, which is police, is wrong, said Mayor Fry. By the way, uh, mayor Fry has has shown himself to be operating completely out of his depth as the mayor of a major city. I mean, this is not rocket surgery, folks. Uh, he behaved abhorrently. I mean, just showing he was clearly not ready for prime time as a major city mayor during the riots. Not that he got a lot of help from Governor Clink and his passive aggressive uh, activity in 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 in, in playing acting like Dwight Schrute when it came to calling out the National Guard uh, in response to the riots. I mean, mean, Mayor Fry, as ill-prepared for the job as he was and remains, was operating with uh, a ball and chain shackled around his legs and arms, given that he had a governor that was was basically playing bureaucratic games with, with law enforcement support. But the city's endemic hostility to law and order. In fact, their statement, especially that of the city council, that law and order is a racist concept and expecting law and order is a, uh, is, is in itself a, a form of irre- <laughs> unsustainable privilege should tell criminals metro-wide, nationwide, where they're welcome. It's working. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, the page at 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Brought to you by Abvi. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM1280 The Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500, yours now for half off, $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, AM 1280, The Patriot invites you to join us and hundreds of thousands of other bright conservative voices flocking to Parlor the new free speech-centered social media platform. Sign in, search for AM1280, The Patriot, and Echo, our trending topics and news stories. We'll see you on the site when we won't be silenced and the First Amendment reigns. By the way, the station and Salem Twin Cities as a whole is out on parlor. So am I at that Mitchell, two L's, P-Berg, at Parlor. Hope you can join us out there. I'll be uh, monitoring Parlor as well as Twitter. Yeah, might as well stay involved where the fight is. So that's what we're doing. And, of course, am 12 thepatriotcom So give us a call, 651-289-4488. That and so much more going on. We're there for you wherever you're at. Anyway, so 
One of the things that we're, and I, I mentioned this briefly during my first segment when I was talking about last week's juxtaposition of the Egan Outlet Mall jammed full of people like it was a perfectly normal uh, Sunday and where, I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, a week ago today, I drove past the Egan Outlet Mall, Black Saturday, the big the big Saturday, uh, christened, by the way, Small Business Saturday by the people who christen these things around the country. But I couldn't help but notice, as I pointed out at the beginning of last hour, that if you looked, as I did, to the left towards the Egan Outlet Mall, the place was jam-packed, absolutely. But like there was, like COVID was just just a cheap cut of meat somewhere. I don't know. I'm looking for an analogy here. I'm, I'm coming up zilch. But like you never heard of COVID. It was a perfectly normal uh, Saturday shopping weekend at the Egan Outlet Mall. And yet across the street, Jensen's Supper Club, an Egan institution, a small business with a deep set of roots here in Egan, was empty. Nothing in the parking lot. They're trying to sell takeout at a time when People want to sit down. I mean, they've been shopping all day for crying out loud. Uh, hope for the best for Jensen's and all you other small business people out there are trying to hang on here. And, and I pointed out that this juxtaposition is apparently scientific. Uh, Governor Klink likes to wave science around in, in, in supporting his actions, his emergency powers specifically saying that it is driven by science. Now, as I've pointed out on this broadcast time and time again over the past, gosh, six months now, if science is what you're looking for, then you're not getting it from the Waltz administration, most directly, because if you recall back almost nine months ago, the on March 16th, 2020, the day before St. Patrick's Day, I remember it well, when the governor first declared a state of emergency. As doing so, he, he predicted that in Minnesota, we'd be looking at a best case of 74,000 dead. That's if we adopted all of the, the restrictions he was demanding in his emergency powers. 74,000 dead at best which is, for those of you who are prone to doing math in your head, 1.5% of the entire population of the state by July. Think about that. What that means is out of every 100 people, well, figure out of every 200 people that you run across, say you work at a a company of 200 people, three people dead. It's a ghastly death toll. I mean, literally, one and a half percent of the entire state, he predicted, would be dead by July. Best case. And he did this on the basis of a model, a mathematical simulation that tries to take into account all of the the, the criteria that happen in a in a in a in a in a pandemic in this case but modeling is basically using math to try and predict the future the best you can knowing what you know and it's by the way it, it the, the idea of mathematical models has taken a lot of flack from a lot of people on the right wrongly so i mean the discipline of modeling itself is an attempt to predict the future 
it's only as good as your assumptions. The assumptions apparently were a bit off, thankfully. Instead of 74,000 dead by the middle of July, we had about 1,500. Still a ghastly death hole. The average age of 83, by the way, which is not good news. I've got parents in their 80s, and, and I very much want to see them again. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's just a, a disease of the elderly, but we'll say this. The science was wrong. It, the, the modeling that led to the science clearly was off, and we're happy about that. Don't get us wrong on this. It was off by a factor of about 94%. 94% to the low side, or put, put more appropriately, 13 or 14 times too high. And with that in mind, the governor and the administration were asked, well, why don't you show us this model so we can see perhaps where you went wrong? And he, or the person in his administration responsible for maintaining the model, said, no, we don't want to do that because people might use it to get different results than we got. Which is a lot of things, cowardly, non-transparent, I mean the opposite of transparency, and more, more to the point for this hour, the opposite of science, the exact 180-degree opposite of science. Science, it does involve coming up with hypotheses, coming up with a theory. In this case, X number of people are going to die knowing what we know about this virus. And putting together your experiment, or in this case, your model, that, that maps, attempts to predict the future by taking the factors you know about the virus and the population that you're modeling, and the disease you're modeling, and trying to trying to guess, take an informed guess as to what the results are going to be. And then sharing your work to allow other people to try the same experiment if they get the same results, or completely different results. So while the administration wraps itself in science, what it's practicing is, in fact, the exact opposite of science. It's basically using math well, so they're told, so we are told, to try and browbeat people into submission. Now, they have released the code to later versions of that model. But as Attorney Nathan Hansen has told us on this broadcast a couple of times now, they are hanging on to that version one of the code. It's not available to the mortal human out there. And that's not science. It's not science. That's the opposite of science. Now, I got to thinking about this, about the left's relationship to science and, and of course, Governor Waltz and his administration's opacity, opacity, the opposite of transparency on the issue, on the issue of the science, the math, the modeling that led to that prediction, that led to the draconian shutdowns, was only the first of many examples I could think of over the years of big left's contempt for science. Contempt for science. Now, the left in America likes to wrap itself in the mantle of science, the, the party that respects science, the, the party of people who revere science. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden and his apologists have made it part one of their chanting points as they measure the drapes at the White House. We will bring respect for science back to the White House. 
but it's not true. I, I, I will come back to that, especially vis-a-vis COVID and the absurd restrictions. I said it, the absurd restrictions that have been foisted on the people and on, on the bi- small business community as a result of this version of science. I got to thinking about this in, regarding to a, in regard to a completely different issue that's been bubbling around for 35 years. I remember, in, and, and you may, if you're of a certain age, remember this as well. And, and if you're not over the age of 45, you would have no reason to remember this. But in the mid-1980s, at the height of the Cold War, or actually the height of the beginning of the end of the Cold War, President Reagan, peace be unto him, uh, proposed a program of, of strategic missile defense. It was derisively na- renamed Star Wars in the media. Uh, And it was an ambitious program to try and bring particle accelerator technology into space to shoot down incoming missiles. To, in effect, missile-proof the United States. To remove forever the threat of nuclear annihilation from the United States. Which, growing up as I had in the middle of missile country, certainly struck me as a fine idea. I grew up 20 miles down the road from the nearest Minuteman missile silo in North Dakota at a time when there were 330 of them scattered willy-nilly about the Northern Plains. 330 in North Dakota, about 150 more in South Dakota, about as many more in Montana, a few others uh, in Wyoming and Missouri all over the country. About half of them are gone now. North Dakota's down to 150 of them. And they're something of a strategic backwater, unless, heaven forfend, a nuclear war breaks out, in which case it's another whole story. But the science at the time doesn't seem to have translated to the science of today. Well, we'll talk about that more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Imagine doing one thing that could give you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. I assume you would feel it was worth it. Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. I'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and 
empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. To come with me to Israel in 2021, call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or book online at StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. AM12A, thepatriot.com. Hey, don't forget, fishtwincities.com, our sister station, spreading Christmas cheer around the clock. Tune in for holiday classics plus brand new Christmas songs from today's top Christian artists. Get faithful renditions of old favorites as well as some of your modern takes. Christmas music on the fishtwincities.com is brought to you by Minnesota Dalton Dean Challenge. You can download the fishtwincities.com app today and listen throughout the season and every season. By the way, upside of Fish Twin Cities, you will not hear Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's just not heard there. It's a wonderful thing. Downside, you won't hear Bruce Springsteen's cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. You take the good with the bad. By the way, speaking of the good, 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, also found on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show, or on Parlor at Mitchell P. Berg, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-P-B-E-R-G. Yeah, all the shorter versions of my name were, were taken. Anyway. We're talking about science, and what brought it up was, was if you recall, back in the mid-1980s, uh, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan at the time, uh, attempted to launch the Strategic Defense Initiative, attempting to do the thoroughly moral activity of shooting down, starting the process of, of, of getting to the point where you, the United States could shoot down incoming missiles, thereby guarding the population of the United States against thermonuclear annihilation. Now, the left, in its twisted variety of morality, got this christened as immoral on the one hand, not that they are especially great spokespeople for the subject, and went on to say this is scientifically impossible. And they were right in 1985. Now, let's fast forward 35 years. Uh, the United States Navy has a missile system that is uh, deployed on ships all over the Pacific and on land-based silos in Hawaii and in, uh, in in Eastern Europe, in Romania and Poland, that not only can shoot down incoming missiles, but does and is in the process of getting more capable, smaller, faster, and able to shoot down uh, larger, longer-ranged missiles from near-Earth orbit 
as it as they begin their final tra- tra- trajectory. In other words, serving as a point defense for parts of the United States that are considered vulnerable to our most immediate nuclear missile threat, that being at this point, North Korea. And by the way, it's serious business. You can recall a couple of years ago in uh, November 2016, uh, in uh, uh, was it November 2016? Was this a uh, few years back? The uh, an emergency notification went out saying in, throughout Hawaii to via text messages to phones saying yeah, incoming missiles are, are happening. Uh, duck and cover. Panic ensued as the unthinkable suddenly became thought. And the idea of defending Hawaii against uh, Kim Jong-un and his uh, nuclear deterrent or provocation became a serious issue. And technology over 35 years has advanced from the point where Star Wars shooting down incoming missiles is not unthinkable anymore, but in fact uh, becoming commonplace, becoming scientific fact. Case in point, science advances. It's not static. It's not a body of knowledge that remains static there to be used to browbeat people into submission forevermore. It's a living thing. Unlike the Constitution, it is a living, not document, but collection, immense body of databases of knowledge, and primarily a system of analyzing the things you don't know via experimentation, observation, relentless questioning. I say that because as we saw last week on the street between the Egan Outlet Mall and Jensen Supper Club in Egan, science has been perverted to the point where it may be the biggest casualty of the COVID pandemic. I take you to an article in that noted conservative tool, Scientific American, that came out this past uh, week talking about how science actually works. I'll read from the the prologue to the article. When Max von Pettenkofer shot himself to death in 1901, he left behind a storied career as a hygienist and bitter, bitter opponent of Robert Koch, the German physician and microbiologist who discovered the cholera bacillus, uh, Vibrio cholerae. By the way, Robert Koch, famous uh, German physician, and by the way, shares the same birthday I have, just apropos nothing. Uh, Back to Scientific American. Von Pettenkofer, the founder of the Institute of Hygiene in Munich, disputed Koch's germ theory of disease, which held that a germ is both necessary and sufficient to cause illness. Von Pettenkofer asserted that germs can only cause disease in the presence of local or environmental factors. The battle between the two men exploded into a bitter divide over the question of the infectivity of cholera. Koch and his fellow contagionists maintained that the bacterium was spread through the water. Von Pettenkofer and, uh, rather, and his localists believed that cholera was inhaled as a miasma, the term of the day, which arose from earth contaminated by sewage. Anxious to prove his theory that germs alone don't account for disease and in the midst of one of the deadliest cholera pandemics of the 1800s. By the way, back when pandemics uh, were significantly more dangerous than the flu. uh, Von Pettenkofer uh, asked Koch to send him live cholera germs. Koch complied with a vial swarming with cholera bacilli. Von Pettenkofer swallowed the vial's contents before witnesses. 
Several days later, he reported that not only did he not die, he suffered no lasting effects. Von Pettenkofer would be proven tragically wrong, however, about the cholera's route of transmission when the city of Hamburg decided not to filter the city's water, leading to 9,000 deaths. Only a handful of residents died in the nearby suburb of Altona, which filtered its water through sand. But while von Pettenkofer was wrong about how cholera was transmitted, he was right that a germ alone is often insufficient to account for infection, disease, and death. As Paul de Kauf reported in his uh, famous 1926 book, Microbe Hunters, murderous germs are everywhere, sneaking into all of us, and yet they are able to assassinate only some of us. Over the years, Koch's postulates regarding uh, infection would undergo several modifications as it became clear that pathogens need a vulnerable host to cause significant harm, as von Pettenkofer predicted. His theories would also influence our understanding of the importance of environmental factors to public health. All this history should sound uncomfortably familiar to anyone who's been following the course of COVID-19's murderous path through different populations and locations and the bitter debates about how to stop it. As in the cholera wars 130 years ago, different theories about the spread of COVID and methods of reducing the death rate have been marked not only by scientific conflicts, but also by an increasingly distrustful public, political upheavals, even riots. The debates over COVID and the arguments of the past in which different sides have failed to perceive the possibility they might not have the whole story may hold vitally important lessons for President-elect Biden's COVID-19 task force. Hardened positions which leave a little room for uncertainty and nuance undermine public trust as various uh, assertions prove wrong. Upshot of the argument is this. Social media and the means of shutting down opposition to one another on social media have infiltrated the world of science. And while 130 years ago, a debate like that between Koch and von Pettenkofer was settled with the general understanding over the course of years of elaboration and experimentation and observation and expanding the boundaries of knowledge, that they were both a little right and they were both a little wrong, and Koch had most of it right, but canceling von Pettenkofer would have left us with a drastically and potentially tragically, even murderously incomplete understanding of the facts of how bacteria spread disease. The fact that the consensus was able to be battled out between all of them over the course of years of experimentation and observation benefits us all. I return to the article in that noted conservative tool, Scientific American. The two sides of the COVID war are illustrated by two documents, the John Snow Memorandum and the Great Barrington Declaration, which were posted online in October. The former represents the majority position, which supports strict measures to limit human contact and movements across the board. In the U.S., this uh, approach has included shutting down public gatherings, restricting uh, hotels and numerous small businesses, such as restaurants and shops, and throwing millions of people out of work. On the other hand, the Great Barrington uh, Declaration, the minority view, advocates focused protection, allowing younger and healthier individuals to continue work, life, going to school, while aiming more protective measures at the most vulnerable to the virus, the elderly, the institutionalized, and other high-risk individuals. The approach, by the way, has been most fully employed in Sweden. Here's the problem. Advocates of both sides have dug in, hurling dismissive and vitriolic attacks at individuals in the other camp. In other words, acting like a bunch of 
junior high kids at a school run by the mean girls duking it out for who's president of the dance line and canceling all opposition. And if this is allowed to to hold force, uh, this will be to everyone's detriment because given that we're still learning how COVID works, what it does, how the virus operates, how the human organism reacts to it, it's entirely likely that the answer is somewhere in between. But using science as a mean to browbeat people who may have undecided uh, views in between and are waiting to see what actual science tells us about it, the idea that, that the opposition must be canceled as opposed to having their theories tested thoroughly and, and rigorously, perhaps maybe the greatest casualty uh, of the COVID pandemic. Uh, we'll go to the phone. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back to the phones when we return. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, give us a call, 651-289-4488. Love to hear from you. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free offer author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. 
Apartment turnover. Ugh, always an issue. And how fast can we turn the apartment to the new renter? Cleaning and painting is always an issue. Where can I get prompt turnover services? The answer, Eli's Cleaning. Great cleaning and painting done in a timely manner. Call for free estimates, 612-517-5737. Get that apartment turned around for the next renter ASAP. Other commercial cleaning services available too. Eli'scleaningservices.com or call 612-517-5737. We are the entertainment you love and information that shapes your day. We are your lifeline. We are your companion. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget the latest edition to SalemNow.com, the latest from Dinesh D'Souza's uh, Watch Trump Card today. Expose on socialism encroaching under our American values and the political thinkers and celebrities that enthusiastically endorse it. Trump Card's an eye-opening work of the ideology. Stream it today at SalemNow.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Let's get to the phones now in Hopkins. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio hey, Network. Man. You are on the air. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, sir. Say, um, I'm wondering, I, looking at this fraud na- nationwide that we see in so many cities, at least the ones that Giuliani and the team and Sidney Powell certainly has more, uh, more expedient for Trump's presidency, so they're focusing on those key swing states. However, in Minnesota... Um, Where's the, I mean, it seems like there was anomalies here as well, and I don't hear anything from uh, Jennifer Carnahan. There was, was actually a complaint. Made. There was actually a complaint filed this past week uh, by by uh, Jennifer Carnahan, and I can't. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sufficiently advanced to talk on the radio and Google things up on the fly here, but there was a complaint okay. uh, this past week, uh, last week, earlier this this past week, I believe, and it got shot down. Uh, pretty hard. I mean, there was just there were there were no there was nothing the court could actually dig its teeth into, so it got d- dismissed as a summary judgment. So, uh, Chairman Carnahan made some claims. She could not bring enough uh, claim uh, enough evidence to actually make it stand up in court. So that's kind of okay. where that's at. What about those mail in ballots? How, did how did that happen? That didn't pass legislatively. Where we nope. didn't did we have mail in ballots? I mean, there was we, ballot harvesting on the part of Elon Omar that was caught by yep, Veritas. Yep, yep, we did. We had all those things. It was it was uh, it was not the subject of legislation uh, that I can recall. I believe it was pretty much executive action. Uh, under the governor's emergency powers, and yeah, it was it was prone to abuse, but nothing has been shown yet uh, to the extent that uh, that they can actually take it to court and have it stand up. Yet, we'll see what happens. Dominion voting systems, unless Sidney Powell has data showing how many votes were flipped, because I mean Biden winning by a hundred thousand votes over Trump in Minnesota. It strikes it strikes me as more plausible here than in some others places. I think the claims in places like Wisconsin. And uh, and and Georgia are st- stand up a little better. On the other hand, right. yeah, I think uh, I, I put it this way: nothing in court works fast. Trying to get this thing done by the time the electoral college meets in uh, less than two weeks is going to be an uphill battle. Uh, this is going to be a long struggle bringing uh, br- bringing accountability and and. 
electoral system this country deserves, uh, at least this country that that we want deserves, uh, back to it. This is not going to be something we can hash out in six weeks of frenzied filings. And and quite frankly, I'm sorry all the Trump fans out there, but uh, Trump's legal team has not been impressing me so far. As much as I've wanted it to succeed, as much as I've been hoping that it would, as much as as a an urban resident, I know there's corruption to be found out there. Uh, I've not been impressed with the legal efforts so far, and here's hoping that uh, that it goes back. Now, not all of them. There is one court case that has been granted cert by the U.S. Supreme Court coming out of Pennsylvania that uh, sounds like it will get heard. Uh, Justice Alito, I believe, today announced that that'll be happening. We'll be talking about that, no doubt, much more next week. So, uh, yeah, uh, Chairman Carnahan did the best she could with what she had. Uh, there's nothing available under the law that she can actually work with right now. Anyway, I posted the link to the Scientific American uh, article entitled The COVID Science Wars about how, well, basically reinforcing uh, a saying that I came up with probably close to 10 years ago. When you mix science and politics, you don't get scientific politics. You get politicized science. And that is really what we have here. Uh, the idea that, that science by certain parts of our society has been changed from a rigorous, intensive questioning of everything, a means of analyzing the facts primarily with an aim towards throwing out assumptions to disproving assumptions and making sure only ones that that stand up to repeated scrutiny by a wide variety of of inquisitors uh, are accepted as fact into what you hear on national public radio, the idea that science is a unified body of high priests of information holding out uh, against the ignorant throngs of, of people with torches and, and, and pitchforks charging at the, at, at, the, at the telescope, at the, the observatory, thank you very much, which is what science, I should put it in scare quotes, what quote science, end quote, has been converted to in recent years, which is basically a tool for log rolling, for gaslighting, for browbeating people into submission. Now, there is a bright spot to this piece, and I've posted it, or I will be posting it, I should say, at shotinthedark.info shortly here. I do urge you to read it. I do urge you to absorb its lessons and to pass it on to people around you. And because uh, this may be, I mean, if if the assassination of science as an actual analytical discipline succeeds, it will cost this society so as, as ghastly as the death toll has, from COVID has been already with over uh, pushing a quarter of a million deaths in the United States, each and every one of them, an individual created by God in his image of infinite importance to the universe as well as to each of those people's loved ones. As important as every last one of those uh, deaths has been, the death of science as a method of analyzing the world around us uh, empirically could be much worse and could lead to much worse travails and will will lead to much worse travails in the future. What else? Oh gosh, this past, I could, could, can't believe I almost missed this story. This past week, uh, actress Ellen Page became actor Elliot Page by declaring herself or himself thus, and it proved two things. First of all, 
that that's Orwell underestimated modern Democrats. All reference to Elliot Page having ever been a woman, who, by the way, is most famous as the as the star of a, of the movie Juno, which basically put a human face on abortion. It wasn't, wasn't a bad movie. It was sort of a of an annoying art house movie in its own way, but it wasn't. I mean, if you leave out the fact that it that it basically put a human face on abortion and was effectively propaganda for the industry. Leave that aside. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, it's a pretty good movie. It won an Oscar for uh, actually Twin Cities at that time, Twin Cities based writer Diablo Cody, Diablo Cody, who was someone I knew from the early days of blogging back in the day. But it exposed a bit of a hypocrisy on the part of the cultural left, because while in certain elements of the left, trying to appropriate someone else's life and culture is one of the greatest sins. Uh, white people opening Mexican restaurants or wearing African earrings is a, is a ghastly crime. Somehow, appropriating a lifetime of experience as a male, the experiences of being a son, uh, a brother, a father, uh, all the experiences that make one male, or for that matter, female, it's still appropriation. If you tr- switch your gender, having decided that you are going to appropriate those experiences and make it part of your costume, somehow that's not equally abhorrent. Oh, we're not done with this one. Northern Alliance Radio Network, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being here. God bless you all. God bless America. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you are considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Brighten up your day with cheerful melodies and hopeful lyrics at thefishtwincities.com. Now the jingle hop has 
soundtrack of the season at thefishtwincities.com supported by minnesota adult and teen challenge (sighs) burr it's cold out there now imagine this you leave your nice warm and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this your battery is dead full service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries they'll even professionally install them free that's right a powerful new battery installed free now that's what we like to hear find them at fullservicebattery.com